Hey you, I'm Dallas Ann, creator of the Violet Pie, and this is Knitting Myself Together, a bi-weekly podcast where you and I get to hang out for a season and talk about knitting and life and our feels and how that all intersects, and I am so happy that you're here. Did you know that I also have a Patreon page? If you go to patreon.com slash thevioletpie, you can choose to support the podcast and my knitting and designing and all of that sort of stuff. You can support me at any level of your comfort in choosing and there's a wide range of benefits that you as my supporter gets. One of those is the Facebook group. It's a private place where you have more one-on-one access to me and we have some great conversations there. Um, Another one is a monthly video chat hangout and it hasn't been happening over the holiday season um, but I am so looking forward to it starting back up and I really hope that you have the opportunity to join us there. And you can also find me on all your social media platforms. Instagram is kind of my favorite place to hang out. Facebook is also uh, where we can talk. You can reach out to me at any of those places or at email, which is thevioletpie at gmail.com. Pretty easy to remember there. If you have any questions, comments, I'd love to hear from you. Hearing from you, having a dialogue and a conversation on an intimate one-on-one level is probably just about my most favorite thing about this knitting designing podcast shtick I've got going on. It's the relationships and friendships that I develop with you. Uh, So hearing from you is an amazing and spectacular thing, especially, you know, even if you just have a question or you'd like to throw out there, hey, I'd like you to talk about this or share your experiences with that. Just drop me a line. Any social media platform that I'm on, comments here on the podcast page on the website, which is thevioletpie.com, or email me. I'd love to hear from you. So today I wanted to talk to you, talk with you about this thing that's been rolling through my head. It's been just bouncing around in there and I've been talking about it with a few friends in person and I'd really love to get your take on it and it's the idea of having dreams versus achieving dreams I have a dear friend whose vernacular is different she says that she doesn't have dreams but that she has goals so don't don't get hung up on the word choice if that doesn't resonate with you. If the idea of dreams doesn't resonate with you, but goals does, then just replace when I say dreams with goals in your mind because dreams resonate with me. So for me, I've been trying to figure out is achieving dreams what drives me or figuring out what I want to work towards and then taking steps to achieve them if that's what drives me because I set a lot of knitting goals for myself when I first began designing and I would work towards those goals and then I would achieve them and have this huge letdown this 
sort of little, well, anticlimactic, I guess would be another word to put to that. And it just, uh, achieving dreams for me just wasn't really always what it's cracked up to be. I think it's kind of like meeting our heroes. Like, do you have somebody that you super admire and really look up to, and then when you meet them in person, it's wah wah. Sorry for the sound effects, people. Let me see if I can find words. So, <laughs> if you meet somebody that you've looked up to and admired and followed and emulated your life after in some way, and then when you meet them, they're not what you thought they would be. I've had this happen on many different levels, like big, important people that you would recognize if I said their names, to simply people I met through a parenting group online and really admired through their posts. And then when I met them in person, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if for me, achieving dreams is similar to meeting heroes. And that what drives me is having something to work towards. Having something to work towards gives me structure for my life and my actions and my lists. Oh my gosh, you know me. I have a master list for all my lists. And I love making lists and checking things off and moving forward step by step. And knowing that something is propelling me forward and having a dream gives me that and once I achieve it it's gone Whew. and now I'm left flailing trying to figure out what the next thing is I wonder if some of that is also rooted in our previous conversation in episode 501 where um, we talked about how I'm learning to live in the moment now as opposed to constantly working forward and working towards something and trying to get out of this space and move into the next in my life, whether that's physically, our living space, or metaphorically and emotionally with my headspace. And I wonder if as I learn to live more in the now, if when I achieve dreams and goals, if it will get better and become better and less anticlimactic, or if that daily process that's rooted in the here and now, the step-by-step, -step, the checking off of the lists, if that will become even more poignant and important to me. I, this is just what's rolling around in my head. And what do you think? Have you ever thought about that before? I mean, I, some of my friends in person that I've asked, they're like, oh, oh, I've never thought about that. And I'm not even sure thinking about that is worth my mental energy. And that's totally fine. Other people I've spoken with have been like, oh, oh, that, that helps me make sense of what's going on. And we've had an amazing dialogue about it. So what about you? Does, does any of this sound good to you? or resonate, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I've, I've discovered that this journey and the process being more important than the end goal also translates to knitting and how experiencing the journey instead of celebrating the end point is something I really struggle with because 
I've got a secret to share. I don't necessarily want to wear anything after I've knit it. <laughs> I know that's that's a terrible thing to say. I I have a few pieces that I wear constantly that I have designed myself, specifically um, the two fog shells I've done, the original one, and then the one from the knit along last year. I wear those two pieces all the time. And then um, a, a few other shells I do wear a lot, but when it comes to like the sweaters and the cowls, and I'm just always so sad when they're done and my mind gets stuck on the negative aspects of designing it whether it was issues with the actual design process or life experiences I had while I was knitting it or personality conflicts with people in the industry I worked with to create that piece. Somehow that all sticks to the garment or the accessory and I just don't enjoy wearing it after. And I, I just don't know what to do with it. I'm so sad. I keep all of my samples because I love having trunk shows and meeting you in person at your local yarn stores. But I don't wear most of them. And I don't know what to do about that. Uh, and it's not like I can just give them away. I mean, I could. But it's it's not something I want to do right now. One particular sweater comes to mind. Um, I had a very difficult time just surrounding that piece. And I, I don't want to talk out of turn. I don't want to badmouth anybody. But the end result is gorgeous and stunning and absolutely something I want to wear and would wear. But I couldn't. Because every time I'd put it on, every time I saw it, I just would feel so sad that, that the experience and the journey wasn't everything I had hoped it to be. And then achieving it and finishing it and publishing it didn't wash away all of those feels. It didn't replace it. So I very carefully boxed it up and tissue paper and put it in a tub in the top of my closet and just left it there for a very long time <laughs> and I just recently pulled it back out and realized that given the time and the space I can wear it again and I can wear it with enjoyment and it's like you know that cliche statement time heals all wounds and I guess time is the perfect blocking piece for angsty s sweater projects or accessory projects. I just wish that that process was faster or that it didn't happen at all. <laughs> and I, I clearly need to figure out a way to get past this. So let me ask you this. Do you ever have pieces like this? Even if you don't design your own things, does this apply to any part of your life? I would really love to hear from you and see what you think about that. Um, and the other thing that I've really learned is that 
what is meaningful and valuable for others doesn't always resonate into meaning and value for me. And I just now, right now, as we're talking, I realized that would what would probably be the most helpful is if I sat down and made a list of what makes n- the finished product of knitwear meaningful and valuable to me at the end of it all. When I've achieved the goal of having it finished and blocked and pictures taken, what will make it meaningful and valuable to me? But yeah, that that is something <laughs> I need to do. But I also need to accept the fact that what other people tell me should be meaningful and valuable doesn't necessarily have to apply to me. I've had so many people, when I've shared this with them, tell me, oh my gosh, you have an entire drawer full of hand-knit garments. That would bring me, the the speaker, so much joy. Why, Why is this even a problem? Or you have a basket full of shawls, a literal basket full of shawls and more put away in a box. Why can't that bring you joy? And the thing is that basket full of shawls does bring me joy. It brings me joy to look at it, but I don't wear a lot of them because of the feels. And this also applies to things that I thought would bring me meaning and value but at the end of the day it doesn't uh like every year for the holidays um i knit my children a stocking hat and that stocking hat acts as their christmas stocking and i put their stocking gifts in it for them to open on christmas morning i thought that would bring me a lot of joy and enjoyment and you know it did the first year and the second But now we're on the umpteenth year of it and it's an obligation Uh, and honestly I kind of dread it not because it's kid knitting because I do like knitting for my kids but because it's expected required and I have zero flexibility in it happening like I've tried to bribe them with chocolate and their choice of traditional stockings from Target and they would have none of it like full-on tears from all the age groups represented saying no this is important to us so since it's important to them I do it and we make a whole to-do of it we go to the store they pick out the yarn that they want we talk about the style and what they think that they are going to want to see in their finished product and then I knit it. Generally, I knit them over the summer, not this year, but as a general rule, it's over the summer to make sure I don't get completely burned out at the holiday season. And then seeing them at the end wearing it and being so happy with them, that does bring me joy. But the actual process is pretty awful. <laughs> and so newsflash I'm a verbal processor and talking through all of this right now here with you made me realize that maybe the reason why I'm struggling so much with this and having so much mothering angst about this specific one is because it's the 
exact opposite of what I normally experience. Because the process, the picking out of the yarn, the choosing of the pattern, the knitting of the piece brings me zero joy. But seeing them so happy with the piece finished does bring me joy and fulfillment. Whereas with everything else, the process is what brings me joy and value and meaning. And the end result, I'm like, oh, it's so conflicting. And clearly, I think about my feels a lot. I just, hmm, I would really like to Marie Kondo all of my feels and only have the ones that spark joy. (laughs) I mean, that is not reasonable. But it would be super nice if that was the way things worked. (laughs) But you know, now that I said that, the feels that don't spark joy for me, they bring to light a lot of things that I do have the ability to change and fix, so that ultimately they do. There's not much, there, there's no winning. There's no winning. It's just making sure we make it through the journey with as much enjoyment of the process as possible, at least for me. Well, like I said before, I am on all of your social media platforms, at least, well, most of them, the ones that allow for pretty pictures anyways. And I'd love to hear from you. Whether it's through email at thevioletpie at gmail.com, on the website in the show notes, or on Instagram or Facebook, Patreon, I would love to hear from you and get to know you better, maybe even see your face. So, until next time, you keep that yarn moving. <laughs> <laughs>